Greeting you with the holy words, peace. Peace be multiplied. It's a blessed day. Amen. And we're glad to be a part of it. And uh, we want everybody to check the website with this weather and stuff, but it looks like many people felt it's good to come today, so that's a very good thing. Every now and then, I do the 12 steps. And we're going to do it starting today. And that first step is something that we all need to pay attention to. When we think of addictions and all of that, we only think of alcohol and drugs. We don't think of food, running off at the mouth. Hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's an addiction. Some folk can't keep their mouth shut. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's an addiction is something. An addiction is we admitted that we are powerless over our problems and that our lives have become unmanageable. And last week, I was very passionate of telling you all that we didn't want to lose any of our what? Young people? That's right. And woe and behold, we lost a 15-year-old at a basketball game and an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old because the people who pulled the trigger, they're done, you see. And so I am very passionate about parenting and, and, and dealing with our children. The problem is we have got to the place where we're afraid to admit that there are some issues in our lives. And when these issues are in our lives, it affects the family. It affects the whole family. And my commentary is, our lives have become unmanageable. We admit that we have drifted away from a normal life. You ought to know what is normal, what is abnormal. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when you see yourself drifting from a normal life, then something's wrong. Because I don't know if you've ever said this, and I've said it many times. I thought, what was I thinking? That didn't make sense. That meant this ain't normal. Normal thinking or normal drinking or eating or fussing or spending, whatever it is, anyone who will stop a moment and analyze one of his, what is the word there? Binges. Binges. Have you ever had a binging? You, you understand? And uh, it's letting us know that that ain't normal. And that means that we are powerless somewhere in our lives. Keep going, please. Powerless is devoid of strength, lacking the authority or capacity to act or achieve one's purpose. I, I want to do right, but I, I don't have the power to do right because I'm powerless over something that's going on in my life. You see, some people get addicted to being man-pleasers. And so it paralyzes them from reaching their full potential. And this starts in school. This starts here. That's right. All right? And so when you get here and you can't move from there, you'll get stuck. And I see grown people and counselor who has counseled. Uh, we've counseled people in their 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s that are powerless over certain things in their life. And they can't move beyond that. Does that make sense? You see, uh, I, you know, the, I, I, there's a word for it. I call them drama queens, but there's a word for that. A person, if I'm sick, they sick. Go ahead. A hypochondriac. Some people, are, they, so they, they, whatever goes on, they feed into it. And so they become powerless. And what, so other people's sickness or their sickness rules their life. That's right. Do you all understand what I'm saying? Keep reading, please. Pastor, another word for powerless is also useless. Useless. There are some things in your life that become very useless. And you can be a very intelligent, and, and you've seen them, a very intelligent person, but they're useless because they can't handle some situation in their life that causes them to be powerless. That's right. Does that make sense? The young lady that shot the 15-year-old, if you read the paper, she says, uh, I let the fire go too far. You think? So what happened is her anger or whatever that situation was, she was powerless over it, and it caused her to act and react to something that caused 
three people's lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, you know, some people are very powerless in driving. We've seen what happened on Friday. Those folks running into each other, slow down. Uh, but the, they were very powerless to the speedometer. So it's in everything. You can find yourself there. That's right. All right? Again, in your commentary, anyone who will stop a moment to analyze one of his or her binges should not have a very difficult time admitting they have drifted away from see, normalcy. You need to be able to look at your life and see that you've had one of your binges and be able to say, wait a minute, I've drifted away. You see, we do it as... Husbands and wives, we do it as mothers and fathers, we do it as children, we do it as, as students, we do it as athletes, we do it and drift it away. You see, can you imagine having millions of dollars uh, and, and you have a million dollar contract and you can be able to help Brother Trevor, yourself and your family and another generation, but you are so powerless over drugs that you didn't pass the drug test and all the money gone. You had the talent, but was powerless over an area in their life that caused them to lose everything. And not only did they lose everything, is causing who? Is causing the next generation who they could have educated and the next generation could have educated. They lost out because this person was powerless over something in their life. You see, that when you're powerless over your life and your life is not normal, you hurt other people. Do you understand? And it doesn't make you teenagers in here. There's a whole bunch of teenagers that are being incarcerated. Now, it starts as a young person. And it, you feed into that. So many great students will never make it. Because they allow themselves to be powerless. You know, I talked to Brother DJ, and I've talked to Lana, and I've talked to some of the other teachers, and I can't believe what these, teacher, these students are doing in classrooms. Mm -hmm. And what they think is cute is going to hurt them down the line. That's right. Do you understand? Here we go. Keep going, please. Certainly normal people don't act away. We invariably did on our binges. And when we look at that, we say, well, normal people don't act like this. Okay. We further admit we have tried in innumerable methods to live, think, and drink normally and always failed. And we tried to eat, look at things. Remember the five senses? We tried to do it normally, but we failed because you can't do it by yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we got all of this stuff going on, and, and it just breaks my heart to see what's going on in this country. It's like we just powerless over everything. You see, I think it's 39 mass shootings this year. That's, you know, you have to be paying attention when you go eat in a restaurant. You have to pay attention when you have to get putting gas in your car. Where are you at? And it doesn't matter what the neighborhood is. That's right. it's, it, it's past all zip codes now. Because you may be doing the right thing, but you're powerless. Somebody else is powerless over their attitude will take you down. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right? And sometimes you, you, uh, 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 you want to help somebody, and you think that, that you're helping somebody. No, you are powerless, and you have become an enabler because you're powerless to say no. And you're giving too much away, and you can't take care of yourself. Hmm. Happens all the time. Right. You understand what I'm saying? All right, keep going, please. What you're saying, Pastor, is that we have become unmanageable. We've become unmanageable. You see, become unmanageable. It's all around us. You see, can't manage their temper. It's, the Bible says be angry, but what? Sin not. Those that can be angry and sin not are God's people. Those that be angry and then they fall into that anger and that anger will take them someplace they can't get out of. You see, does it make sense? That's why abuse is so high in this country. Because someone is powerless over their temper, the wife and the children pay the consequences. You see? Right? Sometimes we need to take a look at ourselves and find out where the issue is. Where the problem Have I become unmanageable? You need to ask yourself that. What's in my life that's causing me to do that? All right. If you're unmanageable, you are 
Undisciplined. No discipline. Stubborn. Stubborn. Difficult or impossible to control or manage. You're willful, disobedient, or uncontrollable. And that can happen at any age. You walk in the classroom. I'm talking to teenagers, adults, whoever. You walk in the classroom, and because you can't pay attention, because your parent wasn't a good parent, they let you stay up all night playing. And then you mad at the teacher when she tells you to wake up. It didn't start with the child. It started with the parent. That's right. I was talking to one of my brothers, I, I won't mention the name, this morning, and there was talking about somebody on his job had a problem with their child. I never had a problem with my kids. There wasn't but one problem in there, theirs. Period. I ain't got no problem. I'm the adult. You, you see what I'm saying? And a good adult and a good father. So there's no, no, there, there's no, you get what I'm talking about? Some of you all are sitting in here too powerless over your children. That's why they acting and reacting the way they act and react. And then you want to blame them. It starts here. That's right. Do you understand? All right. Love me still. The Bible tells us in John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31 from the NIV. Without Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior in your home, you're going to fail. That's right. In your life, excuse me, you're going to fail. That's the only hope we have. You all see it. You all see what's going on in this country. This, this been, it's been going on for years. It didn't start with President Trump. Get off that. You, you see what I'm saying? We've been having mass shootings for years. We, but we see nothing ever gets better. It always gets worse. If we don't get that thing in check, it becomes so unmanageable that we don't know what's right and what's wrong. Well. Do you understand? I, I got every channel. Gwen, Gwen is a movie fan. Everybody knows that. And I'm a sports fan, right? Everybody knows that. And so you have to get all the channels, right? And so sometimes, you know, I haven't seen a commercial in so long. <laughs> you know, I'm flipping something else. And some of the things that I see that's on TV today blows my mind. But see, we can have channels because we don't have any kids there. And some of the stuff embarrasses me to look at. Well. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and if you're not careful, you get sucked into that. And the next thing you're doing is you want to go a step further. You see, I don't know the difference between what they call a PG and R. You, you know, I mean, that, that PG used to be R. That's right. But it's not normal now. So it's way out of, the, it's way out of hand. Not at your house. Because you manage your house, don't you? That's right. Don't be saying yes unless you do. God's listening to you. Mm. All right, let's go. The Bible said that to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said. He said to the Jews who believed him, he said. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. He said, Jesus is telling us today, if we hold to his teaching, then we are his disciple. If you can't figure out what's right and wrong, open the Bible. If you can't figure out what's right and wrong, open your Bible. That's right. All right? He says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Me and uh, my brother were talking this morning, and I was talking about the things that I've done in my life, I couldn't probably run for uh, the head of the dog pound. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the truth. You see, and you, when you acknowledge the truth, the truth will set you free. You see, I don't read the Bible for you all. I read it for me. And when I want to deal with these 12 steps, I came on and said to me, I had to go back and look at all the things God has delivered me from. Because the truth of the matter, I didn't have the power on my own to get out of any of the situations and circumstances that I was in. Until the truth said, it took a lot of years, until the truth set in, I couldn't be free of that. And see, you will never be free of your addiction, your imprisonment, your enslavement until you look and find the truth. You see, maybe it's not your wife, may not be the problem. 
Maybe your husband may not be the problem. Uh, the children may not be the problem. Your parent may not be the problem. The teacher may not be the problem. You see, the, but the Bible will show you and guide you through the Holy Spirit who is the problem. Right. And when he does that, then he can set you free from the situation and empower you not to go back to that anymore. Does everybody understand me? And I'm going slow for us to get it right, okay? In verse 33, it said, They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. We go to Church of Christ Temple North. We ain't never been slaves of anything. How can you say that we shall be set free? So how can you say that we can set free? I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. You see, right then you imprisoned yourself. Eyes only good in between S and N. That's right. That's right. All right. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, <laughs> anyone and everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Anybody who sins is a slave to sin. Y'all want to know a secret? You all are slave to something. Amen. We all are slave to something up in here. That's right. You see, if we wasn't, we wouldn't need Jesus. That's right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, and some of you all that haven't found it out yet, that's because you've been blind to it. All of us. None is good but the Father. Do you remember when the man ran to Jesus and said, good master, good master? You remember that scripture? And this is what Jesus says. Why you call me good? Ain't none good but the Father. And ask me why he said that. Because he was in this. That's right. That's right. He was in this. Jesus Christ says none is good but the Father. Go home and look it up. If Christ can say none's good but the Father, he's letting us all know we got some sin somewhere in our lives. That's right. We all need to be delivered from something. And you all are blessed <coughs> that only has to be delivered from something. Because most of us got to be delivered from some things. All right? And those things have imprisoned us. What is keeping you from being, what is keeping your household from being a good sanctuary for your wife and you and your husband and your children? What is keeping you from that? What, what, what is in there that's destroying that? Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. What is imprisoning you? You see, I was talking to Brother Travis earlier today, and I said one of the one thing he was mentioning is something that I've said to all of you all. One thing is in parenting, you can't be a coward. And it'll destroy the whole household. That's right. Okay? If the Bible's not going to help me live my life, what am I going to come to church for? Well. All right? Verse 35, it says that now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. A slave can't be in the family of God, but a son or a daughter is in there. Do you want to be a son or a daughter for Christ? You better find out what's holding you back. Amen? Amen. All right. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You will never be free in your life until Jesus Christ sets you free. You will never be free in your life until Jesus Christ sets you free. And some people think they're doing okay right now, Sister Kim. That's because it's laying dormant. You ain't free of it. It's just laying dormant right now. And all it takes is one little thing, and you will be out there. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, when one time, Gwen, I don't know why she asked me to do it. She said, you ought to watch this thing called Snap. <laughs> and when I watched that, and these were good, honest, decent people who would get in a situation, get angry, and snap and do stuff. I thought, hey, honey, you all right? <laughs> uh, you see what I'm saying? Who in here could be that person? That's right. Don't ever think, hey, you can't discipline yourself to the point that you can handle your anger. That's right. Only Jesus Christ can set you free of that. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. And, and, and a little thing can come unmanageable. The young man got fired this week, right? Yeah. Went in and killed five people and shot five others, right? You understand? Started right here. Got this big. Do you understand what I'm saying? The other young man last week, if you recall, was going to prison for 15 years, right? The judge gave him two weeks to get what? His life in order. He wind up killing his mother, and they haven't found him yet, I don't think. Yeah. You see, if it took two weeks to get things in order, he would have never got out of order. That's right. 
You got to be free of that. Do you understand? I'm talking to you all in here. Only Christ can set you free. Whatever's holding you back, only Christ can deliver you. All right? Verse 34 from the message says it this way. Jesus said, I tell you most solemnly that anyone who chooses a life of sin is trapped in a dead-end life. Anyone, it's a dead-end life. You can't go no place. It's a dead-end place. Do you understand? If you're not growing, anything that ain't growing is what? Dead. If you're not growing as a Christian, you're dead. And you're going to get trapped. And you're not too far away from stepping into something that you can't get yourself out of. All right. It also says that it is, in fact, a slave. A slave is a transient who can't come and go at will. You can't get out of there. Do you all know that some people are not lying to you when they say, Brother DJ, they can't help themselves? They're not lying. And then we want to say, well, yes, you can. No, they can't. Brother Nathan, they're telling us the truth. We want to scold them and still, no, they can't help themselves. When they say, I can't stop, they can't stop because they don't have the power and discipline never works. They don't have the discipline to do it themselves. The only thing you can tell them is the only way that you're going to be free of whatever that situation is, circumstance is, and the only deliverer you have is in Christ Jesus. Period. Only Christ can deliver you from it. Am I making sense to you? You see, sometimes a lesson is for you, but it's for you to help other people. Right. Some of you all have got people that's on your jobs, some family members. They're telling you the truth, but you're scolding them. You're giving them a sermon. They don't need a sermon. They need for you to have compassion and understanding and lead them. They're walking in darkness. They want you to lead them to the light, and the only light that you can lead them is, is Christ Jesus. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't need a sermon. I need to live it. You see, I don't need, yes, I don't need for you to lecture me. I need healing, and it can only come from Christ. All right? The Bible says the son, though, has an established position. Jesus, Jesus has what? An established position. The run of the house? Mm-hmm. Who's running your household? Christ within you well. or you? You see, I'm going to tell you all something. If you have Jesus Christ running the household, there's nothing that can tear you apart. Because there's no power stronger than the power of Christ. That's right. And sometimes we need wake-up calls. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we need wake-up calls. Something needs to wake us up. You about to get into unmanageable. If you don't stop this thing, what the old folks say, a stitch in nine saves... A stitch in time stays. Sometimes we need a wake-up call. This thing's about to fall apart. This thing's about to come unmanageable. You all need to fix it now. Right. Is anybody understanding me? This is supposed to be a lecture. You see, it amazes me of how families fall apart and somebody in the family doesn't know that it's falling apart. You ought to know it's not normal. That's right. You see? You understand? If Sister Gwen is not acting normal, something's wrong. That's right. Do you understand? If I'm not acting normal, something's wrong. You, I can't free her. She can't free me. It's time to get to praying and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and, and move some things in our lives so that we can get our marriage back in what? Manageable. Okay. Somebody be calling me for the weeks up. And I'm going to tell you, was you, was you listening? They even got it on video now. You should have known that God had a message for you. That's why he kept you home. Anybody that made a church last Sunday can surely make it to this Sunday. But Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants you to have your life unmanageable. He wants you to be out of control. He he wants your relationships to fall apart. Y'all do know that, right? That's right. You see, he wants you to blame the other person. He doesn't want you to take a look at yourself. And see what part you played in it. Do you understand it? Let me tell you something you never knew. Everybody was watching the Chiefs play the playoffs, right? And they were talking about when the, the linebacker was a few inches, right? And we, we could have won that game. 
Ain't no one player ever lost one fo- a football game, basketball game, right. baseball game. You know, I tell people, if you made it an error, brother, uh, 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 let me tell you how it works. Nine ball players. If we lost two to one, what were the other seven doing? Well. If you ain't scored, don't talk to me. You understand what I'm talking about? There's no one thing that's going to cause your marriage to fall apart. There's no one thing that's going to cause your relationship with your children to fall apart. Children, there's no one thing that's going to cause you and your parents to fall apart. You see, it's a whole bunch of stuff that went on until it got, it's not normal, and now it's what? Unmanageable. Okay, all right. Okay, you be making counselor rich. All right. But pastor, if the sun sets you free, you are free through and through. If the sun sets you free, you're free through and through. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one can free you. That's right. You see, some people can't, say pastor teaches about life. Some people can't manage loneliness. And it becomes unmanageable. And so they pull anything in. And then their life falls apart because they can't manage being alone. Yeah. 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, worried about being, you know what I'm talking about? And some grown folks can't. And so since they're unmanageable, they can't unmanage their loneliness, then they start living an abnormal life. Okay, I know this is good teaching. I know this. I'd love to do it this way. I like to make people uncomfortable because it makes me uncomfortable. I'm trying to save you. All right? We don't want any of our kids or any of our adults losing any of you. I love you. All right? But I don't know where I'm at. Romans chapter 7. Here we go. It says that we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Paul's talking here. Paul said, the law is spiritual. He said, but I'm unspiritual. There was a time in his life, and he said, I'm, 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 what, I'm a slave to sin. Have you ever been a slave to sin? You know what he's talking about then. All right? He says, I do not understand what I do. So have you ever been there and said, what was I thinking? What was I doing? I know better than this. Okay? For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate. So, so I you hate. really wanted to do it, but I do not do what he's saying. What I want to do, I don't, I, don't, I don't do it. And then he said. But what I hate, I do. Have you ever done that? I hate this. But I always wind up right back here. You understand what I'm saying? You can take that anywhere. Man, I'm really doing good with my finances. I'm saving money. I got some savings. Two weeks later, I'm broke. It's in everything. Find yourself here today. You in here. Find yourself here. Why do I keep doing the thing I hate to do? Why do you keep arguing with your wife? Why do you keep arguing with your husband? Why is the chaos in your family? I hate it when we argue with each other. I hate it, but I keep doing it. This is what Paul's talking about. Why do I keep, you see, you see, uh, I tell people all the time, there are people that, you know, you have some people that feel really good. Uh, they'll say, well, my household's pretty good. And I look at them and say, not really. Well, me and my wife get along good and the kids. I said, but I'm looking at you. Your kidney and your liver and your lungs. How good is that household? Because what you're doing and what you're putting in your body. Because it's unmanageable over your drinking maybe, or your eating maybe, or what you eat maybe. What about that household? Come on. Yeah. He went on to say, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. I agree that the Bible's good. But the Bible alone can't help me. There are people who can, Satan can quote scriptures. You see, I know what's right and what's wrong. 
But why do I keep doing the wrong thing? That's what Paul's talking about. It's, got to, it's more to it. All right? He says, as it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. He figured it out. He said, it's not myself that's doing it. It's the sin that lives in me that's causing the issue. You see, I go to church. Now I sing on Maybe none of y'all. I'm just using this parable. Say parable. I'm on the praise team. I'm a deacon. I'm a minister. I'm a pastor. But I can't help myself. Guess what? You're right. You can't help yourself. Only Jesus Christ can give you what you need to do what you need to be done. All right. He went on to say that, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. He says, I know that good itself doesn't dwell in my sinful nature. That sinful nature is something, isn't it? You see, every now and then, you know, I'm good, and I'm at the best I've ever been in my life. The Holy Spirit is moving, and, and he's uh, really elevating me and all this. But all it takes is a word, maybe a song, maybe a picture that I have to, whoa, wait a minute now, I ain't going there. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? You see, it's like, it's like ridiculous. Let me tell you something ridiculous. Okay, when I, uh, when I watch uh, that little running back for, excuse me, all-purpose player for, Kansas City Chiefs, who is it? Come on. Tyree Hill. When I watch him, I say, that's me. That's Chet to Jet for real. That's right. Yeah. And for a minute, you know, I want to go out and run around the block. Uh, that is strictly sin. In my head, bringing back yesterday. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. And then sometimes, I don't know, y'all don't do this because y'all's ego's not like mine. I got enough ego to say, if he'd have cut over there, he'd have been, he'd have been through that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Ain't never played pro, semi-pro, but never played pro football in my life. Now, I'm talking about Tyreek Hill. I had a nerve one day, they called him the Jet. Remember that? They called him, I said, I need to call this brother up. Ain't but one Jet, and that's Chet. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you see? That's this crazy, come on here, that's this crazy sinful mind that we have that will make us not only say something stupid, it'll make you do something stupid. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm doing it in a fun way, but a lot of things you can watch. Have you ever watched some of these folks that are done trying to dress and act like they're still here? Well. Right, that's sin. Sin will cause you to think you can do some things that you can't do. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. We're laughing, but yet we have fallen into that thing. Can you imagine? I can't even carry some football pads unless I'm putting something on. You, You understand what I'm saying? You all laughing at me. But some of you have dreams that's coming from the wrong place. And, and, and the difference is some of us are smart enough to know it's over. Right. And some people say, what to do? I'm following my dreams. You don't want to follow your dreams. You want the Holy Spirit to reveal to you where you're at in your life right now. Come on. And, he will, and, and, and he will set you free of all that silliness. Do you understand? All right. The Bible goes on to say, for I have the desire to do what is good. Anybody here with me? I have the desire to do what's good. But I cannot carry it out. Can't carry it out. This is Paul talking. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't carry it out. You can go to church every Sunday, but if you ain't got the Holy Spirit, you can't carry it out. Unless Jesus Christ has delivered you, you have repented and been delivered, you can't carry it out. You can think it, but you can't make it happen. If Jesus Christ would come out, out of my life, and the Holy Spirit would leave me, I'm done. Because when my flesh takes over, I'm radical. No telling what 
it wouldn't be anything I wouldn't do. Come on. Because you know how it is. It is selfish. It is lustful. It is arrogant. It is self-centered. Thank God Jesus Christ delivered me from that. That's right. All right. Paul said in verse 19, For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. He says, I was on my way to do the right thing, but I took an exit. Just like the person that's gotten a gambling addiction, they just got paid at Ford or wherever they work at, and they know that they don't have any money, but they see that sign, and they take that exit. Got a gambling addiction. Drinking addiction. Sister Gwen and I have a thing that we do uh, every Sunday. We call cheat day. And a couple weeks ago, Brother Trevor, I cheated on Saturday. <laughs> but I convinced myself that it's okay. I shouldn't have done that and cheated on Sunday. <laughs> so I got two cheat days in there, right? And y'all know it's sugar with me. It's sugar with me, right? But see, I convinced myself, well, it's okay every now and then Saturday to have a little bit, but I know Sunday is my cheat day. Now, the Holy Spirit would have told me, you cheated Saturday, don't cheat Sunday. And me and my great wisdom, powerful pastor Johnny Fields, figured out that it was okay to have two cheat days. Every now and then, it's okay. No, it ain't. You have one cheat day. You see? I'm trying to stay healthy and keep myself healthy, and God is healing me and cancer-free and all this stuff. And you know, sugar, sugar is not good for that. Y'all do know that, right? You, you see, Sister Judy, it's not really good at all. You see, and sugar's not good for anybody, but I'm talking about me, right? And, and, but I, it's okay for me to cheat. And guess what would have happened the next Sunday? Saturday, eh, well, I already have two cheat days. I deserve it. When that diabetes kicks in, it might tell you, see, remember now, you deserved it. So you deserve diabetes. You see what I'm talking about? Sometimes, yes, you get what you deserve because you couldn't, huh? Walk away from that that God had delivered you from. All right. All right. Okay. What you're saying, Pastor, is what Paul said in verse 20, that it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. You all better know it. When I say that we all just a step away from sin, you better know that because that'll keep you praying. Paul understood that. Paul's a great Christian. Paul's the greatest Christian to ever live. People say, oh, no, Jesus. Jesus wasn't a Christian. He's a Savior. Paul was great at that. That's right. But he always knew he was one step. Okay. He said, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with Even me. Even though I want to do good, evil's right there. Right there with me. I told you all years ago, this has been years ago, I was out in Johnson County, and uh, I was getting a parking spot, okay, and I was waiting. And this guy comes in the truck and takes my parking spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm with Sister Gwen in the car, uh, so I went and got a another parking spot. The guy was still in the truck. And I, I should have been going this way. And I had Sister Gwen there, and I went right on there and knocked on this window. This is a true story. And said, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And Gwen said, John. And I walked in there. Now let me tell you what was stupid about that. What if he had a gun in the car? I put my wife in danger and myself in over a parking spot. Right. Then when I got in the store, he was the one out. He looked at me and he cut down another direction. You know, I'm in Johnson County. Y'all love me? You know, because everything is racial now. It hurts everybody's feelings. You know, I, this white cat is probably thinking, this brother. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, come on here. Come on. You know where I was out. You know. But what happened, y'all? Ignorance got in my head, and I forgot who I was. 
I was y'all's pastor. I forgot who I was. And yeah, you know, I ain't talking about 15 years ago. I ain't talking 30. Right? <laughs> Some of you been here 15 years ago, right? And I put my wife in danger because of what? That sin that was still in me. I want to prove a point. You can't take my parking spot. That's where you Johnson County people are out here. No, I ain't done that. All right. I ain't the only one that's got a little upset about that. Not alone. And, and let me tell you how ignorant it is. Now Gwen and I park a long way away because we try to get to 10,000 steps in. All right. We park where nobody's at. So really, it ain't important. How, right, right, right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Come on here. How many people believe that there's too many handicap signs at Walmart? Well. Come on here. Some of y'all believe that in here. You see, that's sin telling you. The Holy Spirit's telling you, thank God that you ain't got to be the one who has to park in one of them handicapped places. Yeah, but this head, this sin is telling you they got too many of them. All right? That's and guess how I knew about that? Because I've been one of them people. Well. I'm in a hurry. There's 20 of these things here. <laughs> right? It's life. You're laughing at yourself, aren't you? That's right. All right. Come on. That's why we need to be more like Paul, where he said that in my inner being, I delight in God's law. You better get in your spirit because your spirit delights in God's law. And your spirit will talk to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't, that's not that important. Keep your mouth shut. Listen to your wife. Listen to your husband. Listen to your children. Listen to your parent. Listen to the teacher. That's That's what the spirit does. All right? Paul says, I see another law at work in me, Hmm. waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Let me take and see if you can find King James while I talk about that. Paul says he found another, there's a war going on. There's a war going on here. And one of them, he's talking about being saved. There's still, Sister Evelyn, there's still a war going on here. There's a war going on inside me. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't come in, Brother Jason, I'm going to think I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. And I can whip anything that comes in front of me. You see, there's that war going on inside all of us. And you better learn it. And you better get it. You see, sometimes you need to ask yourself, what's going on in here? What's, what, why am I struggling here? Why am I not acting the way I'm supposed to act here? Something's going on inside my spirit. Okay? Well, he's saying that King James says it this way. I see another law in my members. That's what I wanted. In my members. Meaning more than one. Hmm. Warring against the law of my mind. Yes, this warring against, huh? My mind. Sometimes there's a war going on in here. In my mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. But then it said, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my memory. And it's growing, it brings me into that sin that gets me back into slavery and captivity. Starts here. Starts here. Some of you all in here don't think you would ever kill anybody, hurt anybody. Hmm. Always act as if you could. Right. And say, Holy Spirit, deliver me from these evil thoughts that I have. That's right. Holy Spirit, deliver me from this. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's, y'all alone here, so there's some better people than us that are being incarcerated. That's right. One mistake. They let it get in their mind. Right? Because Pulse. I have been mad enough, and back in the day, packing, they could have went that far. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Paul said, what a wretched man I am. Paul brings it on down. That's why King James, what a wretched person I am. There is, y'all love me? I'm still your pastor. There's some wretchedness in me. 
Yeah, I'm your pastor, brother Trevor. I'm the man. I'm the head in charge here. I'm the man, right? But I can be the head street one they say in charge too, because it's still there. Some folk know what I'm saying there. It's still, there's a wretched part of me in here. Yes, there's some wretchedness in me. Okay. So then Paul said, who will rescue or restore me from this body that is subject to death? And I'm who will rescue me and restore me from my wretchedness? I need to be, see, you know, I need to be kept back sometimes. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I need him to pull back on the range. The Holy Ghost pulled me back on the range. You all are not from the country. But they put blinders on a horse. Why? Well, they can't see. So they can't see but straight. Sometimes my wretchedness, the Holy Spirit, come on here, has to put some blind photos on me. That's right. You see, sometimes the Holy Spirit has to make my ear not hear. Because I'll be like Lot's wife. And you know why, he turned, why she turned around? That was a familiar voice. That's good. That's good stuff there. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I'm going to go this way. And somebody, hey, Johnny Fields. That, that Johnny Fields, you know, when anybody calls me Johnny Fields, you know, when they put them both together, that's called double trouble. Well. Right, right. Then I know that's somebody I don't need to turn around and look at. How about Sheffield? Now, I can deal with that brother. <laughs> yeah, he just, all he's going to do is just run and talk about how good. But Johnny Fields be running to something. Come on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's some wretchedness in your pastor. There was some wretchedness in Paul, but not in you. Come on. But me and Paul understood that we have some wretchedness in us, and we needed to be delivered from that, or we would be held in captivity by that. That's right. All right. Do you want to be restored? Mm-hmm. To bring back into existence or use? I need to be restored. I got away. Remember that? Sway it away. I need to bring, bring me back, Lord. Get me back on track. All right? It also means to bring back to a former condition. Bring me back to a better condition. At this time now, right now, I'm good. But I ain't going to be here but a few more minutes. You see? You understand what I'm saying? I might take the first lady out to lunch. They may not set me where I want to be setting. Well. I may not get the type of waiter or waitress that I want. You see? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And that wretchedness will come up. All right, okay. Restore is also to renew, repair, revive. I'm going to tell you something about y'all's pastor. He needs to be renewed and repaired and revived Daily. Daily. Me too, Pastor. I'm glad. Thank you, sir. Because everybody else, maybe there's two of us in there. You see? Until sometimes, sister, you know, that wretchedness comes, wants to come out, and, and, and I might say something I ain't got no business saying. Thank God I'm past all that now. But it's still there. Do you understand? This is a good message for your household. I'm sick of divorces. I'm sick of kids acting a fool. I'm sick of parents acting a fool. I'm sick of people getting killed. You know, they ought to put me on national TV because there's a question that I want to ask. Why are all of the killings of African and Americans in the United States of America are 93.5% done by African Americans? Why do we have such a wretchedness that makes us angry at our brothers? Somebody needs to figure that out. Laws don't make people behave. You see what I'm saying? There's a wretchedness in men that has caused them to lose their family, to walk away from their children. And look where we're at now as a people. It makes me cry. It makes me cry. When I turn the TV on in Kansas City, Missouri, of all the killings that they had lately, that over more than half are from 15 to 24. Where is that wretchedness coming? It's coming from inside. And until Christ delivers these young people 
first of all, to deliver the parents and deliver these young people, it is not going to stop. You see? And I believe in they need to get some gun laws. I believe in that. People still get guns. We tried that with probation. Probation, you all know that. You can't stop people from getting what they want. It's got to come in here. Some of y'all got some beautiful young people in here. They can be at a game. They could be putting gas in the car. It's that wretchedness. All right, I'm ready to get done. So Paul finished it with verse 25. He says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ. There's only one way is thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We will never be a better people until we bring Jesus Christ back into these households. Jesus Christ back into these marriages. Yes, Jesus Christ back into these friendships. It's never going to get better. Only Jesus Christ can deliver us from our wretchedness. Period. All right? So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. I'm a slave to the law of sin. I can't keep me from doing nothing. Without the Holy Spirit in my life and without Christ in my life, that's the only way that I can live the life that God would have me to live. Too many people are trying to live this life without Christ, and it will not work. We've tried everything else, haven't we? Why don't we try Jesus? Why don't we go back to praying in schools before people get shot up, right? Why don't we go back to doing the Lord's Prayer? You remember years ago they'd done the Lord's Prayer in the morning for school? Pledge allegiance to the Why don't we go back to what worked? Because our leaders have this wretchedness in them, and the position and the title is more important than us or our children. So the only way that we are going to be able to save our children is to move this wretchedness out of our family. And the only way that can be done is everybody in that household take Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That's right. Period. That's right. Amen. Amen to it. Yes. Yes. We got plenty of time in here, right? And we got, we got time in here. And they say the longer we're in here, the better the weather is going to be. I need my musicians up here. Oh, I'm getting ready to... I want... Take our time. Take our time. You're not in no hurry, right? All right, families, one at a time. Families, one at a time. Y'all know what a family is. Yeah, families, one at a time. All I'm going to do is an anoint the families. Whole family. Just, now, I ain't talking about all of you. I'm talking about individual families, just like they're doing here. 